Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The Jewish leaders knew that Jesus himself, he had no religious formal training like they had. They'd been trained under the rabbis and down, down, and down, and down. In fact, if you look at Jesus' resume, you know what you would see on there? Carpenter. That was it. So they're saying, Jesus, you've never said under a rabbi, Jesus, where's your certificate of ordination? How can you be teaching? You're not part of our religious system at all. Often the Gospels note that the people, including the religious leaders of the day, were amazed at Jesus' teachings. They were wiser and contained more truth than the teachings of the Pharisees and Sadducees. The religious leaders, of course, didn't like this. Jesus was increasing in popularity while they were diminishing. As Pastor Mark will be teaching, they challenged Jesus' authority to speak as he spoke. We have the same challenge today. Will we accept who Jesus says he is and decide to follow and obey him? Or will we reject his authority and go our own way? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke, chapter 20, with part one of his message, The Authority and Patience of God. Probably all of us has used this statement one time or another. Well, that's way above my pay grade. In other words, somebody asked you, can you tell me about this or can you approve this? And you would have said, well, I don't have the authority to answer you or approve that. You're going to need somebody who has more authority than me. You see, every organization, including churches, needs someone to be in charge. If you don't have somebody with authority, you'll end up in chaos. Now, we just finished a wind-shaped camp that's put on by Chick-fil-A. You know, we've done it here before, and they did it there. This week, they had over 500 children. We heard on Friday from Chick-fil-A. We are the number one largest number of kids in the whole United States for 2017. (laughs) Hallelujah. 42 children, youth, got saved. 42. 42. 60% of the kids and the youth don't come from our church. That's outside. That's why we did it. Now, think about this. 500, I think 525 kids for a week. If nobody's in charge, what's that look like? Would you like to help out? I know you'd like to go crazy because that would be total chaos. So see, there has to be somebody 
in charge, somebody with authority. Sometimes we don't understand that, but let me just give you something very simple. Here it is. Two things to write. Power is the ability to do something. Authority gives us the right to do it. Authority in one simple definition is this. The right to exercise power. It's delegated power. The right to rule. So somebody has to be in charge. And the people understand that. And that's the person that's in authority. In our teaching this morning, Jesus' authority, his right to rule, is going to be questioned by the Jewish religious leaders. Now, we're going to begin in chapter 19. so right close, right toward the end, almost to 20, verse 45 and 46. What I'm going to teach you this morning is done in Passion Week. In other words, where Luke is explaining as we move through chapter 19 at the end and 20, this is Passion Week. You're going to see Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. And on Friday, 2,000 years ago, that's when Jesus was crucified. So you can put these words in context and see how close we are to Jesus being crucified. We start it with 19, verse 45 and 46. And then he entered the temple area and began driving out those who were selling. It is written, he said to them, my house will be a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of robbers. So there is that temple being cleaned. And Jesus basically on Sunday, he has that triumphal entry into Jerusalem. On Monday that I just read to you, he cleansed the temple and then he begins teaching in the temple courts. Look at verse 47 and 48. Every day he was teaching at the temple, but the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the leaders among the people Were they listening to him? Take a look at your verses. What were they trying to do? They're trying to kill. So the religious leaders are not interested in his teaching. They're going to try to kill him. By the way, that will happen. This is basically early in the week. It will happen on Friday. Now, he was popular with the people, but he was not popular with the religious rulers. Now look at chapter 20, if you will. Scoot right there, verse 1. One day, and if you want to write in your Bible, this is Tuesday. This is Tuesday. As Jesus was teaching the people in the temple courts and proclaiming the good news, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, together with the elders, came up to him. Now watch what they're going to say to him. Tell us, Jesus, by what? What's the word? By what authority you are doing these things? They said, who gave you this right. Who gave you the power to do these things? Basically, what he was talking about there was simply this. The Jewish leaders knew that Jesus himself, he had no religious formal training like they had. They'd been trained under the rabbis and down, down, and down, and down. In fact, if you look at Jesus' resume, you know what you would see on there? Carpenter. That was it. So they're saying Jesus... You've never said under a rabbi, Jesus, where's your certificate of ordination? How can you be teaching? You're not part of our religious system at all. Who gave you the right to do these things? What things are they talking about? Well, he came in and cleansed the temple. 
because the religious people were overcharging the people for their sacrifices. These religious people were pocketing the excess. That's why he cleansed the temple. They're also saying, who gave you the right to heal those people? And why do you think you're the teacher and you're better than we are? Who gave you that authority? They knew who gave them the authority. That authority came from God. Remember what Jesus would say one day? I only do those things that God the Father tells me to do. They heard that. They knew that Jesus believed his right, his authority, his power came from God. They disagreed. They knew something was happening. Here's the two groups, the Jewish leaders and Jesus. What was happening to his influence and authority? It was going up. What was happening to theirs? (laughs) It's going down. Pretty soon they're going to say like, "Uh uh-oh, we're not going to have any authority anymore. He's usurping us. We're done. We're finished. So they're fearful of losing it with the common people. So they're going to try to trap him. They're going to put Jesus into the corner and they're going to use that evidence against him. Here's what they wanted to do. They wanted, and you'll see it in a moment, with their question, where'd you get the authority? They're waiting for one statement from Jesus. Where did you get your authority, Jesus? And they're hoping Jesus will say this. Well, I got it from God. And they go, yes, you've just committed blasphemy. We're going to the Romans and you will be killed on Friday. Now, that's what they're hoping for. They're going to look to put Jesus into a corner. Guess who's going to get put in the corner? They are. Watch Jesus. It's just funny to me. Watch this. Verse 3. And he replied, they asked him, who gave you this authority? He doesn't say anything. And he replied, I will ask you a question. Tell me, John's baptism, John the Baptist, was it from heaven or of human origin? Jesus was using a common rabbinic debating technique. When somebody asks you a question you don't want to answer, you ask them a question back. So that's exactly what it does. Here's the wisdom of God. Jesus says this. Was the baptism of John the Baptist, his whole ministry, what he taught, was it from heaven? Was it from God? In other words, did it operate under the authority of God? Or whatever John the Baptist was doing, was it of human authority? He came out of the wilderness and he's just teaching and doing his own thing. Was it from God, his authority? Or was it just John the Baptist trying to do his own thing? Now, here's a principle I want you to write this morning, because you have to understand how clear this is. The Bible teaches us this. All authority is either of God or of man. Those are the only two options. Is John the Baptist's ministry, was it from God or is it from John the Baptist just doing his own thing? If you're a Christian, you're a Christian because you surrendered your life to the authority who is God. We submit to God. Now, if you're not a believer yet, or maybe you're backslidden, you claim your authority is from yourself. That's what Adam and Eve did in the garden, remember? God says, stay away from that tree. I'm your authority. I'm giving the rules. You're not giving the rules. And I'll bless you if you do it. But if you disobey, I will absolutely punish you. And they went, "Uh, no, we don't need you as authority. We'll do our own thing. So that's a picture. Adam and Eve thought they were doing their own thing, but actually we see later they're doing what Satan wanted. So there's only two authorities in our world, God and Satan. If you're not a believer, you're actually under Satan. 
So here's the question to the Jewish religious leaders. Now that puts them in a corner. Here's why. Look at verse five. And they discuss it among themselves. They're trying to figure out. Because the minute they hear it, they go, we're in trouble. Don't say it too low, but we're in trouble. I don't know where we're going to answer this thing. Watch what they say. If we say from heaven, then Jesus will ask, why didn't you believe him? What do they mean by that? If they admit John the Baptist came from God, they're trapped. Because what did John the Baptist minister do? He pointed people to who? Jesus, the Messiah. Remember one day, Jesus was walking, and John the Baptist says, whoa, there he goes, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the whole world. So it wasn't just about the general people coming on and being baptized for their sins. It was about he was the forerunner. He was the one announcing Jesus, the Messiah. So if they say John's authority was divine, they knew Jesus would then say, well, why didn't you believe him? And that means you should believe me. You're trying to kill me, but John told you his authority came from God and I am the Messiah. So they're stuck. Look at verse six. But if we say of human origin, John the Baptist was just doing his own thing. The people will stone us because they are persuaded that John was a true prophet under authority from God. So they're going to go like this. Okay, if we say John the Baptist just was doing his own thing, we are going to be stoned by the average people because they believed in John. Remember, masses went out. The people went up and they repented of their sins. Here they are. They're in a corner. If they answer this way, they're done. If they answer this way, they're done. So what will they do? Look at the next verse. This is why you have to laugh and then be sad. So they answered, we don't know where I was from. Just say these three letters with me right now. L-I-E. What did you just say? What did they just do? Think about this. These are the religious leaders of the Jewish people. Aren't you glad you don't have a... Now, no pastor here is anywhere near perfect. We're just like you. But aren't you glad I'm not lying to you this morning? Oh, some of you would like me to lie to you? Most of you didn't even put your hands up. You can go to lots of churches where they just lie to you in the morning to night. Have a nice life, but you're not going to end up where you want to end up. Let's try it again. How many glad from this pulpit, whoever here is not lying to you this morning? We're giving you what? The word of God. That's what Jesus is doing. So he says, well, how are you going to answer? They go like, we don't know. Did they know? Oh, they knew perfectly. They absolutely knew. And they simply lie. How was Jesus going to respond to that one? Does he say, you liars, you. Look at verse 8. And Jesus said, well, neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. And they went like this. Watch me. (sighs) He got us. I was waiting for your authority comes from God, but he won't respond to us. Now, when you see that, it should say something to us. The Jewish leader's authority came from themselves down through the years. 
John the Baptist and Jesus' authority came from God. That world at that time was in a chaos because of the religious system and the Romans. Sometimes when we look at our world and we look at the news that comes out, I know you've done this because I've done this. And we look at all the chaos, we sometimes say to ourselves, is anybody in charge of this world? Oh my goodness, what in the world is happening? None of us are surprised when we get up in the morning. Nothing shocks us anymore. It just doesn't shock us. It never used to be like that. And there's people in London, and good luck getting up in the morning. It's all over our world. When we start thinking, is there anybody, God, and what are you doing up there? Is anybody in charge, anybody in control of this chaotic world? Well, those questions bring fear and discouragement. I want to give you this morning hope. Now, some of you are here, and you're in circumstances, and it's kind of chaotic in your life. I want to give you hope. I'm going to show you in a moment, then give you three keys. I'm going to show you in a moment, God is always in control. And he does everything perfectly. Not like we like, not our timing, but it always ends up perfect. Let me show you this verse. First Chronicles, Old Testament. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory, the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on the earth. Where do you live? On the earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over a few things. That includes your chaos this morning, your fear, your anxiety. He is the one who's over all things. Let's continue. Wealth and honor come from you alone, for you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and they're given strength. I want to give you strength this morning. Write these three keys down. Now you're going to see something. Very often when I teach, before I teach, this is the way I outline a teaching. What does God want you to know as the people that I'm teaching to? What does God want you to do? How does God want you to feel? I teach that to myself. That kind of outlines in the passage where I'm going. I have to listen to God. I give that to the other pastors to do the same thing. If I can do that, I can stay kind of on target for what God wants to speak to us. So here's what you need to know this morning because God wants you to know it. Number one, God has ultimate authority and power. Never doubt that no matter what's happening in your life as a Christ follower, and this, you're an act of sin. And of course, you need to repent because that is not from God. That's from your sin nature. But if not, he's in control. He learns to take everything and work it together for good. It's not all good, but he learns to do that. Number two, when we know that God has ultimate authority, my role is to do one thing. Just submit to him and his written word. As you go through the Bible, we just need to realize, okay, God, that's your word. You're in control. I submit to you. In our secular world, most people believe they have the authority to rule their own lives. But remember, that is wrong because all authority that's going to be correct in our lives comes from God. The only way to live is to submit to God's authority and obey his commands. If I do that, this is what happens with number three. How should I feel? Well, I should feel safe and I should feel 
confident knowing God is in total control. So wherever you're at this morning, you say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't have any trouble. I don't worry about any of that kind of stuff. You probably will. It's coming. And it's going to be personal in your life. It's not in London. It's going to be in your life. God, are you really in control up there? Yes, he is. Just simply know he has ultimate authority and power. Submit to him. God, help me. You're a very present help in time of trouble. Don't be panicky. Don't be panicky. The word of God is the best antidepressant in the world. Now, if you're taking one, don't write me. It's fine. It's fine. But that is the ultimate. Can I hear an amen? All right. Now, what's going to happen with all of that? Look at verse 9. And he went on to tell the people this parable. So Jesus is speaking. He's going to talk to them more. A man planted a vineyard. He rented it to some farmers. And he went away for a long time. So Jesus is going to teach this to the Jewish leaders and the people. Really, this parable that Jesus is going to give is indirectly the religious leader's question about his authority. It's the same kind of thing. It's going to show as the Jewish leaders listen, they're going to see that Jesus knows all about their plans. God had already given Jesus everything they were going to do. And it's going to reveal that in the end, they're going to be judged because they're going to not only kill the Messiah, but they reject him as their Messiah. Let me identify the players in the parable. Just watch me for a second. It won't take long. It'll make a lot of sense to you as you go through. God is the owner of the vineyard. The vineyard is not Napa Valley. The vineyard in this passage is the nation of Israel. I'll explain that more in a moment. The tenants, the workers in the vineyard are the Jewish religious leaders. They're working it. The servants that come from God are the Old Testament prophets. And I'll explain that when we get there. That preached repentance to Israel. The son, when we get there, is none other than God's son, Jesus. Very interesting to see. Let's talk about the first one. The vineyard is the nation of Israel. That was known when Jesus started this parable The Jewish people already know, yep, we know what it is. You're talking about our nation. For us, it doesn't make any sense. Look at Isaiah 5, 1 through 7. I will sing for the one I love a song about his vineyard, the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. My loved one had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. Now watch what God did for that land, for the children of Israel. Watch what he did. He dug it up. He cleared it of stones. He planted it with choicest vines. He built a watchtower in it. He cut out a wine press as well. Then he looked for a crop of good grapes, but it yielded only bad fruit. We'll see that as we go through. This is the nation of Israel. He was clearly speaking to his disciples what was going to happen. In today's message, Pastor Mark taught us what power and authority are. Power is the ability to do something. Authority is the right to do that thing. We learn that Jesus spoke with authority, while the religious leaders did not. We also learn that all authority is from either God or man. These are the only two sources of authority. There are no other options. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. 
The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about the authority and patience of God. We will hear more about Jesus' last few days prior to his crucifixion. He will continue to be challenged by the religious rulers as they try a different way to trick Jesus into saying something they think will get him into trouble with the Roman Empire as well as with themselves. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.